Welcome to the Cats Pod. You just have the two of us today, you know, no special guests, <laughs> nobody coming in to record with us, you know, just just us two goofballs for you. I'm Ben Christians, joined by my uh, ignominious co-host, <laughs> Eric Lover. I like it. I'm just looking for bigger and bigger words yeah. each time, so I sound smart. I'm trying like to sound it. real smart. Uh, also, just so everybody knows, Machine Gun Kelly's number one fan, apparently, Eric Lover, <laughs> in the building, just giving Machine Gun Kelly all the streams. Yeah, because all right. His Apple Wrapped or whatever it is, your Apple Unpeeled. Came I out. I showed you that in confidence. <laughs> so now, since we're on that subject, yeah. I'm talking to Holland Oates, number one fan. And I'm not a bit ashamed of that, yeah, you know? Okay. <laughs> I bet, if, okay, we I'm making a poll on this episode. Who's better, Machine Gun Kelly or Hall & Oates? Okay, oh, and I feel like I'm going to trounce you on that. I, I don't, don't think it's going to be close. I don't know. I think some people, they're, I mean, if they could, if they can just do it anonym, anonymous, anonymously, anonymously <laughs> they're going to pick Machine Gun Kelly. No. It's like, it's like being a Taylor Swift fan. You don't really want to come out and say it, but deep down, we all like T-Swift. I mean, you can say that. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Yeah, I know you're not I'm afraid. not afraid. You're not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were saying that before she started dating Travis Kelsey, though. Oh, I was. I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't hear any of this Taylor Swift talk before that. <laughs> you know, it, it came on with her being put on the map by Travis Kelsey. You know? oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Because nobody knew who she was before. No, no, yeah, no. Obviously. She definitely wasn't a billionaire before Travis Kelsey. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> she, she didn't make billions of dollars and was like a worldwide pop star before yeah. that, right? No. That just no. happened in the last few months. Right. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't have like a decade of albums that have all been number one, right? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty safe then. <laughs> no, I'm pretty safe. All right, so we're going to talk about our upcoming matchups for this week. The is it so week two of the playoffs? Yeah, the actual week one of the playoffs. I feel like right. Yeah, I think you know our first round. We we didn't do very good, Ben. I mean, we I think we were fifty (laughs) fifty. You know, I thought we did really bad when I was looking back at it over the weekend. But I think that's just my mentality where I focus on the losses too much. Yeah. We also didn't write down our picks again. Yeah. So we were kind of guessing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but well, I don't think we picked Sac State. We did not. And pick Sac, Sac State, State definitely beat North Dakota and they were in control of the game for a majority of it, right? Yeah. Uh, North Dakota looked crazy strong, though. I will say that. I mean, Sac State jumped out to a, a substantial early lead. North Dakota, North Dakota came running back big time. Mm-hmm. And that, that quarterback, Tommy Schuster, he was playing extremely well. Mm-hmm. And then Sac State, they kind of, I mean, there were some questionable calls there at the end, but they were the better team. They're the better team that showed up. They just definitely a better offense. Like, they're, they're, they put Sac, up a lot of points. Yeah. Sac State's quarterback was back to what we kind of thought he was and hadn't been for a little while. And Fulcher was doing his thing and their wide receivers were getting open. And it was, you know, it was a, it was a tight game though. All, you know, other than when Sac State was destroying them early. Yep. And then it got tied up and Sac State just, they held on to win. So, Mm -hmm. but then I did see that Tommy Schuster entered the the transfer portal. So North Dakota's quarterback list officially. 
that'll be tough for them going into the future. Hopefully it, they it have some be. depth there or they'll be looking to rock the transfer portal just like everybody else will be. Yeah. Um, do you think Sacramento State will be able to keep that momentum going against South Dakota? That's going to be tough because South Dakota, I think they're more known for their defense. Their defense mm-hmm. is legit. Yeah. So it the way the way I watch their offense perform against North Dakota, I think they stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think we can count them out. No, no way. At all. That's a uh, honestly that game's a tough tough one to pick. Mm-hmm. But South, I mean, there's that old saying: defenses win championships and all that. I think it's just going to be really hard for them to get around South Dakota, but I don't expect it to be any kind of, you know, runaway for them mm-hmm. or anything like that. But. I don't think South Dakota has had a lot of runaway wins all year just because of what you've been saying with the way that their defense plays and yeah. how they rely on their defense. I haven't seen a lot of big scores out of them, and if Sac State can force them into a shootout, it's going to be anybody's game. Yeah, I think they won. They, they beat Southern Illinois like 14-7 to 7 or something like that. And they got destroyed by South Dakota State real bad. Yeah. Right, they got blown out there. But, yeah, they. I mean, their offense isn't bad. They're just more of a defensive team. Mm-hmm. And Sac State's defense, they just – it seems like they go through spurts. Like, they were so strong early in that North Dakota game. Mm-hmm. And then they just disappeared. Like, there was no defense on the field. They just yeah. decided to take a water break for, you know, basically – A half. The, well, it was <laughs> – it was pretty much the entire third quarter, mm-hmm. and then South uh, Sac State decided to get back into it. So, mm-hmm. or their defense decided to show back up and make some stops and all that. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know where to go there. Uh, on that same side of the bracket, I mean, everybody expected North Dakota State to absolutely wreck Drake, I and don't they think, did. Yeah, it, it was. I think a, Drake's going to stay in Toronto for a while after this. But South Dakota State beat them worse. That's at true. the beginning of the season. <laughs> you know? They put like 72 on it. Drake. So, yeah. <laughs> And that's tough because when uh, when South Dakota State did that, that's early on in the season. So you're definitely playing your third and fourth string guys a lot more. Yeah, oh yeah. When you're in a first-round matchup like this, North Dakota State was probably playing a lot of their main guys for a majority of the game because you don't pull guys yeah, in well, the playoffs, it seems like. I know. I, I didn't watch a ton of that game just because there wasn't any point, but – I, I know their backup quarterback had like a major touchdown rush, mm-hmm. but yeah, that one was pretty much expected. So, yeah. pretty much went the way we thought it would. The next one was Mercer versus Gardner Webb. Yeah, Mercer beat them seventeen to seven. So a low scoring affair does not look good when you're going <laughs> to play against South Dakota State. No, the way their offense and defense both kill, I would have a hard time thinking that seventeen points is going to be enough. I. Absolutely not. South Dakota State's going to destroy Mercer, and it's not going to be close. Yeah. I mean, if they can destroy South Dakota, I can't imagine what they're going to do to Mercer. Yeah, it it might be an ugly game, and it might not be one that you want to actually even watch. Because it might just be (laughs) atrocious. Unless you're a South Dakota State fan, then you probably love it. Yeah. You just enjoy it. Stress-free wins. They're my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Next one's... Uh, Youngstown, Young Youngstown State and Duquesne. Duquesne. That was a. I mean, we, I think we expected that. that. I mean, as much as we could expect, because we didn't know much about either team. It seemed like, yeah. Except for Youngstown was kind of creeping around the the top twenty five. It seemed like throughout most of the year they were in that that 
20s area. Yeah. It seemed like a few weeks at least. Yeah, and they and, but they played one of the most brutal schedules. I mean, they had to play everyone in the Missouri Valley Conference, yep. everyone who was anything. Yep. They had to play all of them. And they, you know, they hung tough in a lot of those games. I think Youngstown's a bit of a underrated team. Mm-hmm. And I think they're here to kind of maybe right some right some wrongs, but yeah, I, th- I think that's one that we kind of expected to happen. So I think that matchup with Villanova might be one of the most interesting games that's going to happen this weekend. Yeah. Because what I've seen when I looked at stats for Villanova, I haven't watched any of that game specifically, but looking into them a little bit, it seems like they have a really fun offense. And going against Youngstown State, I feel like it could turn into a real just shootout, gunslinger type of game where – there's just so much offense, and it would be a lot of fun to watch. And whoever scores the last touchdown is going to win the game. Man, I have a bit of a different take than that. As these games have gone by all season, especially with how close we've been following the entire FCS, mm-hmm. I really think that Villanova, I just, I, I have a hard time believing they can beat Youngstown State. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a shootout per se, mm-hmm. but. I think Youngstown State, they've been battle-tested all the way through their season. They've played a lot of really good teams. Mm -hmm. And I just don't think that Villanova really has that in their conference. Yeah. So you're saying the offensive stats might be inflated by the matchups that they had. Right. And I think – and that's not to say there aren't good teams and good players in every conference, but I do think that the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky are just better than the rest of the conferences by – a, a fairly large margin, at least the top mm-hmm. of those. And, you know, Youngstown, I wouldn't say it. I mean, they're in the playoffs. They're a good team. They yeah. they accomplish their goal to get there. I think, I don't know. I, I just think that based off how the conferences have kind of played out, I think Youngstown States might upset Villanova here. Yeah. And talking Missouri Valley and Big Sky Conference, I think that Sac State win could mean a lot to how strong the Big Sky is. I think so, yeah. Because – North Dakota was a team that played tight games with a lot of teams, beat North Dakota State, mm-hmm. and then they end up getting beat by the only Big Sky Conference school that didn't get a bye right. in the playoffs. Right. So I think that could speak to how much we may have been overthinking a lot of these Missouri Valley teams. Yeah, and you know, Marcus was right last week. He did, he did say he don't count Sac State out. If that offense gets going – they are very hard to stop, and mm-hmm. and that's what we saw. And that's I think that's how these conferences are, the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky. They just think that they are on a bit of another level mm-hmm. just on the whole. Yep. They're just a little bit higher on the, you know, on the totem pole than some of the other ones. So and I could be totally wrong in thinking that way, but I just have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of these – Big Sky and Missouri Valley teams make it to the next round. I think the biggest thing in FCS when I've been looking at it is it comes down not just to like transfer portal guys and guys you can bring in, but in-state recruiting is huge. Yeah. And so you see a lot of these teams. That's I think that's why the Missouri Valley and the Big Sky are so much stronger because they can dominate their in-state recruiting because there's not – bigger schools you don't have fbs schools in those states so they're not fighting over recruits with these schools that can offer a lot more but didn't didn't urban meyer coach at youngstown or something like that 
there that was a yeah they had the boys from Youngstown was that one it was a 30, 30 for 30 yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think he did start out early there yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't it's been a long time since I saw that 30 for 30 yeah and we've seen a lot of quality FCS schools come through like uh Marshall way back when when yeah. they had uh Randy Moss and I didn't know this but did you know white chocolate Jason Williams went to high school with Randy Moss Oh really? I went. To, I listened to an interview with him, and Randy Moss's high school quarterback was Jason Williams. <laughs> he had Jason, and Jason Williams was so funny in this interview because he said, "I would show up to the huddle, we would call out the play, and then he would have to ask one of his teammates what the play was as they were going out because he would forget the play, and he was the one out there calling the play, <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't matter because he just had Randy Moss on the outside." But we've seen teams like that in those Marshall squads, and we've seen teams like James Madison, who should have a bowl game but isn't going to get a they're bowl gonna, game. This, they are going to get one. I think they're going to. They, they, I want to say I saw something that said there weren't enough teams with enough wins to get them, so James Madison was going to get get uh, a bid. Awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Pat McAfee for beating the drum for James Madison and yeah. actually getting them one. Yeah. Anyway. Back, sorry, let's, let's get sorry, back on my track. bad. I was on too many <laughs> tangents there, you know? We haven't we haven't talked in a whole week. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go on tangents every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So next we got NC Central and Richmond. I think we called that one right. Oh, yeah, Richmond Spiders. Cheered yeah. for them against the Grizz. Cheered for them in the first round here. Yeah. Uh, pretty impressive win, winning by 22 points over North Carolina Central. And facing University of Albany, that's kind of a tough game to choose just because I don't know a lot about Albany other than the fact that I know they have a very good lacrosse program. Yeah. You know? yeah. This, is, this is a uh, part-time lacrosse podcast. It is a part-time, <laughs> very part-time yeah. We just had our first lacrosse segment right yeah, there. The first lacrosse segment. You know, those, those boys from Albany, they're good with the sticks. They're good <laughs> yeah. with the sticks. I don't know if they're good at blocking. I don't know if they can catch a ball. I don't know if they can throw a ball. But with the sticks, they're nice. Let me tell you. <laughs> you can take that a couple different ways. but Oh, definitely. <laughs> I'm rolling with the Richmond, man. You're going to roll with the Spiders? I am. Going up against the, you're saying don't that know, Albany is just... Don't know anything about Albany. We're just rolling with it. Yep. Just roll with the Spiders, hoping that they can pull it off. And I am going to support you on that. I, I actually think Richmond is a very a really good team. Mm-hmm. They've had a, a pretty darn good season, a very strong end to the season specifically. I, I, think, there's, I think they're going to upset them. Uh, there's a, a team that's... Has the possibility of pulling off the upset just because they're getting hot at the right time. Love to see those kind of teams. Yeah. Um, is is that in Richmond? Does Richmond get that home game? It kind of looks like it. I'm pretty sure it's in Albany. I, I think they would get it unless we have well, a bidding situation. I can't, it's hard to tell off this bracket who's a home team. Yeah. I think like, it's just be the, the ranked teams are always on top of last week. The home team was always on the bottom. Well, it looks like all these are home teams on the on the tops. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I think Richmond's going to get it done. You think they got it? They're going to go into <laughs> Albany and they're going to upset the, the Hounds or whatever yeah. they are, the Beagles? Yeah. And they're going to upset the Beagles? I, I, I Like I said, I fully support you on that. University of Albany, watch out. I'm wrong Because the Spiders it. are going to try and get you in the net this week. And when the Spiders get you in the web, you're in trouble. You can't get you know? out. It's not a lacrosse net. It's a spider web. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, next one was one we picked correctly, which was Southern Illinois versus Nichols. That so, wasn't close. No, not close. I mean, not thirty-five either. to zero. I don't think you can call that a close game. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, yeah. There's not much to say about that one. They got their butts kicked, and yeah, that's really all I got to say. Anything? You got any comments on that one? I mean, it, I think the score speaks for itself yeah. when you say thirty-five to zero. How are they going to fare against Idaho? Because Southern Illinois is a team that's played against a lot of quality this really, year. Really quality teams. They played every – I think they played all of the big uh, Missouri Valley schools. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. I think they had to play all of them. Oh, yeah. They and, had to play all the all the major powers over there. Yeah. So they – and they know what it's like to kind of, you know, get pushed around a little bit. And they're going to the Kibbe Dome. That it's a tough place to play. It is. It's it a is tough a tough place, place to play. play. Uh, and this is this is one that I've, I've thought a lot about it, and I've read a lot of stuff pertaining to this matchup. A lot of people picking an upset here on Idaho. Really? I just have a hard. I, I'm no. Don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure Idaho is going to be significantly more healthy now than they were. You know, throughout the regular when season. they lost to Weber. Yeah. I really, I just have a hard time, you know, when when Giovanni McCoy and Hayden Hatton are firing, mm -hmm. I just don't see how they can lose. I mean, maybe, I, but I Southern would, Illinois I would have a really good. hard time picking against Idaho right now. Yeah, you know, I think Idaho has had an impressive season where they lost that game to Weber State, and we were all praying for that to happen because we knew that they were a strong team. Yeah, you know, we yeah. knew that they were a team that we didn't. We wanted to go back to the Kibbe Dome in the playoffs yeah. and have that kind of redemption, but then our road to redemption got even sweeter when we get to play against the Grizz later right. on in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, God willing. Everything God willing. goes God willing. Yeah. Uh, but, I, yeah, I would feel confident picking Idaho over Southern Illinois right now, especially yeah. with the way Sac State played against North Dakota. And sidebar here, once again, we are not writing our picks down. No, we are definitely not, so that nobody can hold us accountable. We're shooting either. from the hip. Shooting from, we are a couple gunslingers over here. You know, we're just we're just picking games. We might pick them right. We may pick them wrong. Are we going to know next week? Nah. Who cares? Definitely not. We don't we don't hold that stuff over our heads. Yeah. I wonder what our I, – I think we're a little bit above 500 on the season. Yeah. But it's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit above 500. We're running a Jeff Fisher system here. Yeah. Uh, next one, we'll go to the, the Furman-Chattanooga game. Uh, Chattanooga beat Austin P. Uh, sorry to our, our homeboy, the head coach of Austin P. but they did not pull out the win in a very close game. But there's going to be a rematch of the most boring game I watched all season between Furman and Chattanooga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Does somebody want to see a seven to ten game? Yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get to catch any of the Austin P. Chattanooga game. Uh, I mean, it looked it was looks like it was close, mm -hmm. but I mean, it sounds like Furman's quarterback is going to be healthy. I mean, for the respect that they got all season long from mm -hmm. the pollsters, I would sure hope they. Pay him back a little bit here, mm -hmm. but I don't. Know. I I mean I I can't pick against Furman. I guess I I don't know enough about either team to pick against Furman. Yeah. They did win the last matchup. Yeah, it can be tough to beat a team twice in a season. Yeah, but 
I just don't have a lot of confidence in Chattanooga. No. Even though they beat Austin P. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really change my opinion of him. I'm definitely not going to tune into the game because I'm sorry. I'm going to bring it up again, but I don't want to see their uniforms ever again. <laughs> you know, it, it's going to hurt me physically and mentally if I have to watch them play against Furman because uh, that is a bad uniform matchup as well as two teams that just don't look pretty when they play football. <laughs> I think every win that Furman got this year was an ugly win. Yeah. Uh, I do think that Furman is going to be the I just have to assume they're going to get it together and figure out how to score points. Mm-hmm. And I just, I got to, I got to put my, I got, I got to bet on them, I guess. I, I don't know. You got to bet on them. <laughs> no. I don't know if I'm putting money down on Furman, but I'll. Oh, I wasn't saying you know? <laughs> I, I, Let me rephrase. Yeah. I'm picking Furman. Chattanooga doesn't have the horsepower to get her done. Yeah. I think that is a, a valid, a valid take right there, sir. Plus, I think. I like South Carolina more than Tennessee, so. Yeah, I think South Carolina's, mm, that's a tough matchup. Yeah. But South Carolina has the coast. Yeah, okay, this is how we have Tennessee to Tennessee doesn't have any coastline. Yeah, we got to pick this game based on which state they're in and which one's better. You know, Tennessee has Nashville, but, you know, depending on who you talk to, Nashville's either the greatest place ever or terrible. Mm-hmm. South Carolina has beach. That's true. I, I w- I'm going to go with the beach since I've never seen the ocean before. What? And it's this mythical thing to me. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the beach every time. And my uncle lives over in uh, South Carolina. And the pictures that he sends every time or, or posts on Facebook, it looks like one of the most beautiful places on earth. Yeah. You know? All right. That, let's roll with South Carolina. We'll Furman, with South Furman's Carolina. the pick. Furman's the pick. All right. Last one from last week was Delaware versus Lafayette. We definitely didn't pick this one correctly because I'm pretty sure we picked Lafayette because we thought that Delaware's mascot looked soft because you come here for very intellectual things. Yes. Uh, But that final score is so – I just didn't even pay attention to it because Lafayette was mopping the floor with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I texted you when they were up 20-some points. They were destroying Delaware, and then Delaware just stormed back out of nowhere. And now Delaware is going to the FBS. That's that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. They are really going for it. 2025, they they head up to FBS, Conference USA. Damn. That is that is a bold move. They better you, Delaware. They better Respect walk out to the bold move. If they can't beat the Grizzlies in FCS, how are they going to beat anybody in Conference USA? I don't know. They better figure it out. I, I don't know. I would not want to be on Delaware right now. Delaware is a team, and this game was a, a team of two half, two, I mean, two completely different teams in each half. I mean, they got steamrolled by Lafayette early yep. and then came roaring back and eked out a really close one. But let's be honest here Lafayette are not, is not the Grizzlies. No. The Grizzlies are going to destroy Delaware. So we're going to pick the Grizzlies? Are we going I mean, on our string where we don't uh, pick the Grizzlies, you're, you're or are we? Tough gonna, spot I know it is a tough because I hate I hate having to come out and say, "Oh, we, well, we got this one wrong, and we got this one wrong, and we got this one wrong," <laughs> and then we just give up one. I mean, Delaware, you can make me you can make me a happy guy. You can, you can, but I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Here, here's the devil's advocate argument against the De- devil's right avocado. Now. Devil's avocado, right now. <laughs> Okay, so 
We've talked all year about how Montana plays great against great teams, and they play poorly against bad teams. So is Delaware a bad enough team to where the Grizz play poorly against I mean, them? they are 18-point favorites right now on Sportsbet Montana. And the Grizz do not do well against a double-digit spread. They, what was it? They are they are ten and wonder ten ten and one ten and one to the under on total yeah. points, and they are. It was right at five hundred against the spread, which surprises me. Yeah, honestly, um, I I mean, obviously, I think Montana's going to win this thing. I, yeah, I unless some something crazy happens, and we we love crazy. We love crazy. We love. We would crazy. love for crazy to happen. We would love for a bunch of upsets to happen and just have this thing be diabolical. This playoff record diabolical. just be diabolical the entire <laughs> season. I would. I would love that. I would be a villain for this bracket. If Delaware beats Montana, does Missoula just turn into a black hole? I don't know. It might just fall in on itself. It, I, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, just a giant sinkhole. I think it just pulls a Berkeley pit. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just corrodes in on itself. The Wagriz pit. <laughs> the Wagriz the Wagriz sludge pile. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it already is. I mean, it kind of is. But, but I think we're both going to pick the Grizz in all, well, in all seriousness. Well, 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 let's, let's just not pick it. Let's just—we're just gonna let it ride. We <laughs> can't lose if we don't. We can't exactly. That is what—that's the mentality we need to have this off season. You know, yeah. if you don't play, you can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> Participation <laughs> trophies for everybody. Yeah, participation. <laughs> it's all tied up at fun to fun, guys. Yeah. Okay, we're not gonna make any picks here. <laughs> all right, and then I think we can round it out and start talking about our big matchup this weekend. Breaking news alert. Eric and I will both be at the game. Hell yeah. yeah. And I may be throwing stickers out of a box, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Down on the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're going to make it down there for the game. And we're going to record somewhere in Bozeman yep. after the game. Yep. That's the plan. Plan find, find some location. Find some random location to yep. record in. We, maybe... We'll record from right above the state or above the field in the box. That would be awesome. That would be a very good time. Oh yeah. Um, what are what are you thinking is going to be the key matchup here between Montana State and NDSU? Honestly, I think this game's going to be one. It's same thing we said with the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one on the lines. Yeah. Whose line bullies who's more? And you brought up a really good point before we started this. The Cats are number two in all of FCS, correct? Yep. In rushing? Yep. And North Dakota State is number four. Number four. You know, it seems like we have a really similar game plan to them in a sense that their quarterback and our quarterback run a lot. Mm -hmm. But I really have to believe our offensive line it's just hard. I mean, every one of those guys is such – they're just on a different level than the North Dakota State offensive line. And that's shown by how many of those guys were selected for possible award winners and uh, all Big Sky yeah. selections. All Big Sky selections. And we were thinking that some of the offensive linemen that didn't get as much recognition in the all-conference also deserved to be on there right? more than some of the players that we saw. 
Yeah. Not trying to disrespect anybody else too much, but there was especially a freshman for yeah. the Bobcat line that we definitely thought deserved to be on that list. Oh yeah. And was not included no. on it. Connor Moore is he is so much better than a lot of the guys that did make it on that all conference mm -hmm. list for the offensive line. And I would put him right there with every one of our players that made it on there. He is so good yeah, at man. his job. So good. He's amazing as a freshman oh, on the line. Yeah. Like just the way he plays and the way that he can manhandle people, the way our entire offensive line does. It yeah. is just impressive. And the stamina of that entire group, because it seems like they last for four quarters, and that's why we end up busting people out in the second half. Right. Like sometimes our offense won't be kicking as much in the first half, but we it seems like we always tend to wear people down. Grind them out. And as soon as – if we can have that mentality and we can show up as the Bobcats that we have seen throughout the season, I think that we can bust through their defensive line and make some big plays happen. And we're going to be back to cheering our heads off yeah. like we're used to. And I'm a, I'm here to tell you, if Eli Gilman wins freshman of the year over Connor Moore, I'm going to punch a hole through your wall. Okay, through your wall. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be moving out of here soon, so you know we can we can punch holes in these walls as much as you want. You know, especially because I mean, my, mostly because my wife would uh, destroy me if I punched a hole in her wall. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we just have to find a select spot of wall that she doesn't see. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're searching for a piece of wall that, that she won't find. But I don't know if it exists. Yeah. Uh, so I guess looking at rushing to statistics for NDSU, their quarterback is their leading rusher. Mm -hmm. And their running back looks like he's had uh, a decent season. Oh, yeah. 507 yards. Not bad. I mean, he would be the fifth rusher for Montana State. Yeah. He'd be the fifth leading rusher for Montana State, but he's number two for NDSU. Yeah. Uh, Looking at the stats for NDSU, there is only one thing that I have to bring up that gives me some of the some of the Saturday scaries, and that <laughs> is he seems like a very versatile quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the guy has scored so many touchdowns yes. this year. Was it 31? It's 16, 16 passing and 11, 11 rushing. Yeah, he so yeah. – the guy has accounted for 27 touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, that is really good. He's going but, off and he, he averages, I mean, that's 52 yards per game. Not huge. He doesn't bust for any long runs like we've seen out of the Montana State quarterbacks. He, he probably doesn't have that kind of speed, but maybe he's more selective about where he goes. But I, I think the big thing is going to be, can our defensive line, can the B line, can the killer bees, the killer bees sit out there and can they get, to Cam Miller before he gets a game. I all they've done is prove that they can. Yeah. So you know, we take away a fluky loss against the Grizzlies. Mm -hmm. And all they've done is contain guys. For the most part, yeah, every single game. And I wouldn't even call when we lost the Grizzlies. I don't remember any large rushing plays from their quarterback. It wasn't you know, he had a yeah, a couple couple but but I mean, I, 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 I say I don't remember because I blacked it out. I don't I don't remember a lot about that game. <laughs> I, I try to forget that one, too. But, you know, just just looking at their rushing statistics and compared to our rushing statistics, it nothing about them spooks me too bad on the no. ground. No. And then, you know, 
my brother-in-law brought up a really good point. We were watching a North Dakota State game before a cat game came on. And he said, is it just me or do those guys look small? Yeah. And he's, he was, you know, not that they're small guys, you know, yeah. but from a North Dakota State team that we're used to seeing, they were are not gigantic compared to the rest of the competition. They used I, the, to have massive O-lines yeah. that were like punishing everybody. Yeah. And they definitely don't have that kind of size on the O-line that they used to have. No, I I really I really just I don't see how they're going to get through our line consistently enough to disrupt the way that they're going to need to to shut mm-hmm. us down. I just don't I don't see it happening. And vice and on the other side, I don't see how they're their uh, their dif- their offensive line can stop guys that have o- all they've done is got better through the season. I mean, honestly, the change we've seen in everybody through the season has been astronomical. I mean, mm-hmm. Ben Seymour has emerged as an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. Brody Greeby is playing at an all conference level. Yeah, Paul Brott is not. I, I don't even think he's a starter, and he is a total force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I mean, he always makes his presence felt whenever he gets into the game. Yeah, Sebastian Valdez is a constant force in the middle, and he's constantly harassing the quarterback. I mean, it's I just don't see how, you know, when you're running that nice rotation of four guys through that through that line, mm-hmm. and you have all those guys dropping back in coverage and watching out. You know, we got guys spying that quarterback and watching every every single aspect of every single play. It's just hard for me to believe that they're going to you – know, I, I can guarantee you they're not scoring 66 points or whatever it was. No. I, that's a guarantee. That, that is definitely not going to happen. You can't do that against this defense. It's not It's not something that is, is even feasible. No. Um, I think – Looking at the defensive stats for a second, I'm not – I mean, at the top end, nobody's really matching up very well. They're way behind. They, they're they way behind, especially in the top five, and then it does fall off for them as well. We de- we definitely have a lot of depth when it comes to these players just coming in at, at a total tackles. Sacks, I'm seeing they got one player with 10 sacks, which would we've got, I mean, we got Brody with 12 tackles for loss, 8.5 sacks, uh, just doing things to get to the quarterback and get in the backfield all of the time. Okay, well, we we got to be fair here. How many? How inflated would our guys' stats be if we played Drake last week? That would. I have to assume too. these are can, including that Drake. Yeah, game. they are cumulative. So, so they do have one extra game, and their stats still aren't stacking up. No, like their second leading tackler would be number four for us, and number four is Danny Yu, who sat out four yeah, games, and he was hurt. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really compare in any way. I'm seeing a lot more strength out of the Montana State side. I'm seeing a team that is ready to fully redeem themselves and start off this road to redemption that is paved all the way to glory. I feel like. Yeah. I may be too overconfident, and I'm probably jinxing everything, but I'm not a superstitious guy. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, just looking at their stats, it looks like they're. Best defensive player all the way across is this Cole Wisniewski, I'm guessing is how you say that name. I mean, that's my best guess. Uh, 
he has a, a nice stat line here, but like you said, he doesn't quite fit in with our mm-hmm. with our our top end. Yeah. But, when when you put Nolan Askelson like straight up with him, he leads in every single thing except for he has one tackle for loss for 0.5 yards. And well wait, no, Nolan Askelson has five tackles for loss. He gets in the backfield just as much as anybody else. This is really difficult to move on the opposite side. Go <laughs> click on Cole was 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 news to me real okay. quick. Safety. Okay. Keep it away from that guy. Safety is making a lot of your tackles for your team. So that means that they've been playing against a lot of passing, right? Like either a lot that of the stuff's or... happening in the secondary or people are getting past the defensive line. Right. So if we're busting into their secondary all the time, I'm fine with good old Cole having some tackles in this game because that means we're busting through for probably 10 to 15 yards on all these running plays. I forgot they played Eastern Washington in their first game. Yeah. Which we beat Eastern Washington significantly worse than they did. Yeah. It's it's tough. Like, I love to play that that game where it's like, this team beat this team by this yeah. many, or this yeah, team it beat that team like by that. this many. And it doesn't, because it's like Sac State beat North Dakota. North Dakota beat NDSU. Does it transfer over directly to, since we beat, Sac State right. by two two scores. That does that mean anything? Yeah. Or does it not? Like I, especially in the playoffs, it's like I don't know how much those scores actually matter. I think the main thing in this game is going to be creativity from a coaching standpoint, without getting cute. Yeah. Keep things relatively in check, but you have to scheme you know, running lanes and you have to scheme passing. And I mean, you have to figure out how to make these, these big plays possible without, I mean, I don't want to see any trick plays, no trick plays, no weird triple reverse quarterback, you know, catching a pass. Yeah. Or what do they call it? The Philly special. I don't want to see any of that. You don't want to see the Philly special? No. <laughs> I wouldn't want to either. I, I feel like we play our best football when we're, we are effectively play calling which is us running to open up our passing. Right. And it can seem like a trick play because it opens up the pass so wide, but it's never really a trick play. It's just all play action based on how well we run the ball. Exactly. And now, unfortunately, the depth chart did not have the Alaskan assassin listed on it. So Mm -hmm. I'm guessing he's still not quite healthy. But we should have Pickering full strength. Lonigan backing him up. That... You know, when we get when that offense really gets to cranking on the you know those read options, and especially when they start play action on that when the running game gets going, mm-hmm. they can hit those tight ends. That's what we need to get back to. That's the bread and butter. Those are the things that absolutely work, and and that's going to open up our guys on the outside even more. Right, even Thomas, Ty McCullough, yeah, Taco Dollar. Like they can start to eat once we open up those other parts of our. Office. I did see tacos back on top of the depth chart. I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking our guy Taco is feeling good again. I, think, I, I hope so. He's I think he's, he's, he's out of the sling. Again. He's out of ribbon chop house. He's in shape. You know, he's not <laughs> he's not cramming down all those tacos or anything. Yeah, right now. yeah. What, what was it? He he likes steak. He doesn't like tacos. So I don't know what it was. <laughs> now, moral of this story is that. There is a bone to pick with North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. What they've done to us 
so many times. And and those fans, man, you get online and you start reading. They all they talk about is the, you know, the our record against them, which isn't very good. But then yeah. they call us sellouts on the. I forget which year it was when uh, we got we were supposed to play them. Yep. But then we got an offer from Southern Methodist. Okay. To go down there, and we almost beat Southern Methodist, but they paid us a ton of money to do it, yeah. and they call us sellouts for it, and you know, ghosted them and cowards and all that stuff because we were scared to play them at the beginning of the season. Yeah, in a game rankings wise and everything that really don't mean that much. Mm-mm. I mean, we make a lot out of them when we beat like an FBS school or something like that at right. the beginning of the season, or we play a close game. Yeah, but. Genuinely, those games at the beginning of the season don't matter much at all. I mean, just look at the way the Grizzlies have played. Right. If their early season games meant anything towards the team that they're playing like now, it would not be like this. Right. And it's it's all about how you develop throughout a season. So selling out for a beginning game, that's just childish to care about. Yeah. No. I, I mean, some retribution here would go so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would feel so good. It, it's what we've been waiting for for years and years, and hopefully we're not building it up too much, but it is something I'm looking forward to. And, like, for me, this is a huge rivalry game. It is. Because my entire family that yeah. does not live in Montana they're all from is over in there. North Dakota or Minnesota. Yeah. We're on, like, a border town. And there are some huge NDSU fans over there, and they will be chirping at me just as bad as after Cat Grizz. During this game, before this game, all the time. Call them out, so Ben. I am. I'm not going to call them out. Call them I'm out, not Ben. Even, I'm not even going to give them that kind of space in my head right now. No rent. I'm not no rent. Do no rent. It's not. I'm not paying it. They're not paying it. I'm not even going to bring up their names. I'm not going <laughs> to give them. I'm not going to give them the exposure right now because they they don't even want it. Well, I. I mean, this. I I don't expect this to be a blowout. At all. Like, Mm -hmm. there is no nothing in me that thinks that either one of these teams has that in them. No. I do think that North Dakota State's going to come hungry. Yeah. But I hope those those guys ain't been practicing in their indoor facility because it's not going to be just spectacularly warm outside. I mean, it looks, you know, by our standards, especially my standards, look pretty comfortable. 38 degrees and snowy. Yeah. But... And that's that's high daytime high temperature. So who knows what it is at kickoff? I think mean, mm-hmm. kickoff's at one. One. So it'll probably be pretty near the high at that. Yeah. Point. But it, there's gonna elements are gonna be a factor. The elements but are going to be a factor in this game for sure. We've seen on Instagram all week long. They've been out there practicing, and it has not been warm mm-hmm. in Bozeman. It looked. I think it was what sixteen degrees this morning or something like that. And they're and this is just what these boys are used to. Yeah. It's what these dudes, these men, are used to. And let's be honest here. That stadium is going to be rocking. Oh, yeah. If it's even decent out, it is going to be so full. I mean, Mm -hmm. think about Cat Grizz last year when game day was there. It was brutal cold, and that thing was full. Mm -hmm. Like People are going to be excited for this game. They're going to be jacked up to see us play against the Bison. All the real fans, for sure, will be out there yeah. in full force. Yeah. All the podcasts, I know they're going to be there. Oh, oh, you know it. Oh, definitely. You know it. Uh, as far as, you know, just the, you know, the rest of the NDSU team, I just feel like we have 
the better player at every position. Mm -hmm. And I, I've said it all year long. We've said it all year long. We beat it like an old drum. There isn't a team that can match up with the skill at every position that we have. No. Every position we have is better than what you have. And especially not the depth. Right. Because in some at some positions, our third or fourth guy is just as good as your starter. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the kind of momentum that we've been trying to build throughout the season. And it's just going to be a big game of how well did we do in the bye week? How well did our coaching staff do in the bye week of preparing us for this game? Right. And they did out of a lot of extra time. And pretty much the entire time, they only had to plan for NDSU. Exactly. They weren't sitting around thinking there was two game plans. Yeah. They were sitting in the locker room and they were saying, we're playing NDSU. Yep. And we can prepare for them for two solid weeks. So I have all the confidence in the world that Brett Vegan and the coaching staff is going to have a killer game plan to go against these guys. Oh, you, you know it. Uh, especially, I, I really do think they're going to have that defense so locked down. I mean. I just I have a hard time believing NDSU is going to be able to, you know, I I would be surprised if they can score more than twenty four points. I, I'd give I'd I'd give them twenty four points, and you know that seem you know as far as really good teams that we've played, kind of seems to be the sweet spot. I mean, it's about the Gri average. Grizzlies went a little over that, but you know, right there with Idaho, right yep. there with South Dakota State. You know, right there with Sac State, all those teams kind of hang right there, and I, I really think that I think that we score more than thirty personally. I would thir I put it at thirty. Just my own personal bias, my own that gut feeling that I have. I'm th I'm saying I'm saying we're going to hit thirty points at least. I I would be completely confident in that. I think. I mean, can you imagine? The I think players we're going to come up, but. The, all of the cat players have to be coming out with a massive chip on their shoulder. Exactly. Even though we ended up in a pretty favorable spot in the bracket, everybody has to feel like this is a game that we they want to dominate. Yeah, they want to go after these guys and they want to prove who they are. Because that yeah, is exactly. that is the mentality of the cats team is that they always want to prove who they are when they come out in these games. I mean, we hear all the chirping from the Grizz fans up here. Oh, yeah. Since this is a predominantly Grizz part of Montana, mm -hmm. all it has been is chirping about what happened two weeks ago. Yeah. Those guys probably hear it twice as bad as we do. Oh, and yeah. they, I, can't, I can't imagine the greatest thing that could happen for these guys is to go back to Missoula and write what, what was wrong. Yeah. And North Dakota State just happens to be standing in our way right now. And if we beat North Dakota State, which I'm completely confident in a win here. Mm -hmm. South Dakota State. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think that they're going to come. We. I, I guess we have to go there. But mm -hmm. well, South Dakota State would be playing in Frisco. Or South Dakota. I yeah. Mean. I meant South Dakota. Oh, U, South Dakota. USD. Oh yeah, playing against South. Dakota. I mean, we do have the toughest run in the entire playoffs right now. But if South Dakota were to lose. Mm-hmm. Sac State would be coming if to Bozeman. If we get some kind of upset over there, that would be we get amazing another, for us. Another home game. Another home game. That would be perfect. That would be that would be ideal. But. So I think we are looking forward to seeing everybody at the game yeah. on Saturday. Um thank you guys for listening. 
we are definitely jacked up for this game, and yeah. we will be riding this high all the way to Bozeman, and we will be fully primed when it comes to game time. Oh, yeah. Fully primed. And keep an eye out for us. We'll be wearing Cat's Pod merch. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> we will be. You know, yeah. we're going to say we will be. We will be rocking around the crowd, and we will be willing to take on anybody's takes. Let's go. Live, if you want to record something with us real quick, I'll bring the mics with me. And then you can be included on the episode, or let's just chat it up with all the fans out there. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that's all I had. All right. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, wherever you listen. Rate us five stars. Bump those up. Our Spotify rap just came out. And we have 16 people where we are the number one podcast they listen to. Let's go. And those are the real podcasts. Those are the elite of the elite. Those are our Navy SEALs right there. Those 16 we will go to war with, okay? Thank you to all the podcasts for listening every single week. Um, sorry we didn't give you an episode last Saturday, but we will be there with you to celebrate this game against NDSU. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to be celebrating a win. Celebrating that dub, that sweet, sweet W. We'll see you at Specs after the game. See you at Specs.